Every Faithful. This is just to let you know there's more than one way that you can check in on the different types of degree of fuckery we get into. You can go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or just watch us on YouTube or Rumble. Don't forget to like, share, and comment where you can, or just leave five stars on Apple Podcasts. We, we, we thrive on things like absolution from our audience. But see if we can get this steamrolled into something big. We're depending on you. Thank you for watching. Now let us begin. Welcome, Angry Faithful. Today at Nerd Sports, we're going to talk about the Urban Craps game. All right. It's a head-to-head. We're... Okay. Anyways. Go go ahead. Um, I was going to let you go. I mean, I just had visions of of Red getting you know getting robbed for his money from by Debo and. Now nah, what's Dave, uh, Dave Chappelle, uh, Chappelle and that was remember that all the that one skit where they were talking about the world champions of uh, uh crap bones bone tossing I think it was mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, cool. like at work, we we took the dice off of one of the guys' trucks because, or the the valve stem covers because mm-hmm. they were crashed next to his truck, and he's like, "Where'd you get that dice?" And he goes, "Oh, I guess we'll put them back on your truck." He goes, "Oh, you motherfuckers!" It's hilarious. Anyways, big baseball's back. Yeah, baseball's hey. back. Baseball's um, back. Tom Brady's back. Uh. What else we got here? We'll get to that. Slow your roll. Yeah. Hey, hey, pump, pump the brakes, Fox and Friends. Hold on. All right. So, uh, baseball's back. Um, they, it's going to be the full 162 game season. The first two series, or uh, let me let me get into that. I can. Um, team. I had I had the listing. The mandatory report. I think everything's I've got, down. I've, the I've, same. I've got I've I've got I've got it pulled up. Okay. You, you done? You good? Yeah, I'm good. Go. Okay. I'm just gonna look awesome. pretty and sound pretty. Hey, there you go. You gotta have something going for you, anyway, right? All right. So, um, teams were the mandatory report date was yesterday, which is which was Sunday, the fifth, thirteenth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of teams already had players on their own dime reporting <laughs> to uh, facilities near their spring training camps, uh, getting workouts in getting stretched out, uh, you know, working on mechanics, things of that nature. Um, but uh, camps officially opened yesterday. Uh, um, players were able to report as, as Friday when things were coming in in mass. Um, spring training games tentatively begin on the 18th, which I believe is Thursday. Um, let me see here. No, not that. No, not that. Holy crap. Oh, there it is. I'm staring, they're staring at my calendar. Yeah. Uh, no, it's the Friday, 18, the 18th is, is a Friday. So, um, there won't be the traditional St. Patrick's day game, which is fine. Um, I mean, it's just kind of cool to see how the, all the different teams incorporate green into their, into their color schemes. Um, but, uh, Opening day is going to be Thursday, April 7th. It's one week uh, late, which is the season was supposed to start March 31st through April 6th. Um, And so uh, it's the the games that were scheduled for the first through the sixth. It's going to be like two and a half, maybe three years, depending on how their schedules kind of fleshed out. Um, they're going to be made up with uh, three games at the end of the previously scheduled uh, regular season as part of nine inning doubleheaders. That was a big thing that they did away with. They did away with the, the seven inning doubleheader. So they're going to be nine inning doubleheader. Um, uh, they, they've also included um, a new playoff format. So the October field has exp- been expanded from 10 teams to 12 teams, which is six teams from each field or from each league, rather. Um, the three division uh, winners and teams in each league. So there's going to be an additional wild card team, you know, as opposed to the two that we've had for the last few years. There's going to be three now. Uh, 
top two division. So basically, they they put everything the same, and uh, they're getting it ready to uh, even. Uh, what do you call it? No, it's not going to be the same because there's a lot of changes. Oh, okay. so um, there was originally two wild card teams. Uh, now there's going to be three, but the uh, top two winners in each receive ties to the divisional series. Okay, so it's going to go from a best of you know a one one winner take all, or it might be like a, a like a best of three. Okay, so the division series is the five game series and then championship series include the world series which are both best of seven okay so the top two division winners from each league so in the american league and the national league the two top best records get a bye week or get a bye into the divisional series okay so they ain't got to mess with the wild card all right the other four teams play a best of three series in which will be called the wild card round with the higher seat hosting all three games all right. There will be no reseeding for the divisional series. The number one seed plays the winner of the four to f- uh, four and five, and the number two will play the winner of the three and six. Okay. Um, there will there there will no longer be a playing game. It, 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 for for the last couple of years, it was dubbed Game One Hundred and Sixty Three. Um, all playoff spots will be determined through uh, tiebreaker formula. So, if there's four teams eligible for the wild card for example uh the three and four teams will have tiebreakers applied to them to figure out who's going to be the actual wild card kind of a thing okay um uh as far as on field changes uh for rules the number the big one 2022 is going to be the universal designated hitter so both the national and american leagues are going to have the designated hitter so that means pitchers will no longer hit um Wait a minute, but going for, in the National League, that was National League and the American League. The National League pitchers hit. Okay. They had a spot, usually the number nine spot on the batting order. Okay. Okay. And it was always considered like an easy out. But now both leagues will have the the, the designated hitted uh, hitter rule. Okay. Um uh pitchers will no longer have a spot in the batting order. Now um, there is a rule that it, it, through substitutions, you can lose the DH in the American League, and the pitchers will be forced to hit at that point. But if managers are doing their job the proper way, manager is always going to be there because um, it's usually like a double switch or whatever, and it's it's pretty complicated. Um, I think it's only happened once or twice in the last five or six years uh, during the regular season in the American League. So, but uh, beginning in 2023, there's a joint competition committee comprised of four active players, six members appointed by the Major League Baseball owners, and one umpire will be tasked with making decisions on other changes, such as a pitch clock, limits on defensive shifts, uh, excuse me, larger bases, and the automatic ball strikes to make the robot strike zone. Mm-hmm. Any rule changes that the committee adopts can be implemented within 45 days or with a 45-day notice to, to the players. Um, the, the double header and the extra innings, we're going to revert back to the pre COVID pandemic rules. Double headers will be nine innings. Like we stated before, and mm-hmm. there will be no more automatic runners at second base at the start of second, uh, of extra innings. Okay. So it, it, with the extra runner, so the, the guy who got the last out in the, or, or in the ninth inning for that respective team, when they came up to bat, he would be the, he would be the runner on second base. Okay. okay. Um, all that really did to serve, all that really served to do was drive up the ERA for pitchers and just run the scoreboards up. He took a lot of the, it, it, it amplified teams that had offensive problems. It, I mean, it just magnified their offensive problems or, it just really, it just really just took some of the other innings in the game, pure, plain, and simple. Um, I'm I'm a big fan of the getting back to nine innings. I'm a big fan of losing that extra runner on base. You know, in in scoring position, um, make the teams earn it. Absolutely, man, because 
you could bunt a guy over to third and automatically you've got a runner, you know, 90 feet from scoring. And all you got to do is just hit a deep fly ball, tag up, and then he's, he's in. No, yeah, get back to playing baseball, you know? So I was never really a big fan of the extra, any, uh, of the, of the extra runner rule. I'm glad I away with that. Um, and uh, after 7 p.m. Eastern time, which would have been six o'clock our time on Thursday night, uh, the CBA got ratified and uh, that opened the door for 200, nearly 200 free agents to go ahead and start working their deals with clubs to try to figure out who's going to go where. And there has been a hurry of activity out there. Um, uh, I mean, we've got we've got some notable free agents that are still out there, like Carlos Correa, Chris Bryant, Trevor Story, uh, Freddie Freeman, the big one. Uh, he played first base uh, for the Braves last year when they won the World Series against the Astros. Uh, Nick Castellanos, uh, Kyle Schwarber played first base and uh, did some uh, platooning with the outfield for the Red Sox. Uh, I would like to see them rebound, you know, um, not necessarily as a first baseman, maybe more of a, you know, uh, just a, a platoon guy for the outfield. Uh, maybe have him play does you know play in the DH slot every you know every once in a while because I mean he's got a good bat and he got great swings. It was really kind of tailored for Fenway Park. I uh, got Michael uh, Conforto, Anthony Rizzo. Um, Anthony Rizzo went and he played for the uh, for the Yankees last year uh, after leaving Chicago, but. Um, He's he's a he's a good first baseman. Um, so uh, it, it's it's going to be kind of interesting to see what happens. Uh, these free agents, uh, a lot of times, will either report to camp or they'll report to a free agent camp that kind of gets set up impromptu somewhere. Um, and as guys get signed, they leave that camp and they report to their you know to their new home. Um, but uh, there's a, a 27-year-old power hitter from Jap- uh, Japan. He's an outfielder by the name of C. Suzuki. Um, he's also available, and he's expected to face meetings with several teams. He's uh, been reported um, being heavily, you know, leaning towards or heavily leaning towards the Red Sox. Um, there's, I think, there's like a couple of National League teams that are they're trying to get in on him, um, but trades those teams were forbidden from continuing or initial uh, or initiating trade talks during the, the three-month lockout but all of that is open now so they can start conducting business as usual um so they can do international now right uh yeah well see and the thing was that, that they were trying to talk about doing an international draft but players like david ortiz yadier molina um they, I mean, you know they're from the dominican republic puerto rico respectively uh they were really against an international draft. And the reason why they were doing that is because, you know, if they, they inter, institute an international draft, I mean, it would basically ruin baseball in those countries because th- these baseball academies that pop up, you know, that, that have been set up in those countries, they're schools, they're actual schools. Like they, the, the, the kids have to report there. Um, you know, they have to maintain a GPA. They have to graduate before they can go play pro ball. They can get drafted um, just like anybody else. They can have scouts come and take a look at them and they can sign a contract with them, but they don't receive any of that money until they graduate and they're ready to go play. Hmm. Um, That's an actually a better way to do that. Something like that. Yeah. But I mean, with the international draft, it would throw that entire system out the window and it would basically decimate those, those, those baseball schools. Hmm. So, um, Blockbuster trades during spring training, they are unusual, but, but this this is going to be an exceptional year just simply due to the fact that um, uh, with, uh, with the, uh, you know, with the lockout ending just recently, uh, we're, we're looking at no winter meetings of any kind. Um, so usually the winter meetings is when all of that stuff takes place and that you've got that whole hot stove season, which is AKA the off season. Um, none of that took place because that lockout started in December. So, you know, there was no all news other than the posturing between both sides. And that was it. Um, 
so we're going to see a lot of a lot of moving parts a lot of players reporting for camp one day and then having to pack up their stuff and move and fly you know either you know down the road in florida on the road you know, uh, arizona or they may have to fly halfway across the country to go from surprise arizona all the way out to the various camps in florida so mm-hmm. it, it, that's going to be something that we don't again wouldn't normally see during spring training because they are trying to figure out that cohesiveness they're trying to figure out whether this puzzle piece is going to work here but now there's going to be so many moving parts that i mean it's going to you're really going to see who's been dedicated to the craft during the lockout and they've been out there working out on their own um uh let me see here uh the, let's see here uh there's a lot of work about arbitration um at the start of the lockout there were 197 players who were uh, eligible for arbitration now arbitration means is that they usually the end of their contract or they're nearing the end of their contract and instead of you know whenever two two when the two sides come to the table the player or the team will go we're going to tender this offer and if the player deny or declines it Hey, look, here's our counteroffer. The team can op- can option or ask for arbitration or the player can ask for arbitration. And then they get a, a, a mediator come in, a third-party mediator come in, and then they work it out. Um, and what that usually uh, equates to is that it's like a year extension or, you know, something like that. Um, there were 197 players that were eligible for arbitration and tendered contracts by their clubs who hadn't signed yet. And so when the lockout happened, all that stuff went on the back burner. Uh, so their contract situations had to resolve. So now ordinarily, arbitration figures are exchanged in January and hearings are held in February. But that wasn't possible. So this year, the arbitration exchange date will be March 22nd with hearings taking place during the season. So that's going to be interesting to see if whether or not that's going to be a distraction. Uh, for teams, it's going to be a distraction for the players that are entering arbitration. We'll just kind of see how that have to how that has to uh, you know how it fleshes out. Now, there's a thing called the 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 the, the rule five draft. Uh, can you still see me? Yeah. Okay. All right. So, uh, by definition, the rule five draft it's it's held each December. All right. So clubs without a full forty man roster are able to select a non forty man roster player from other clubs. So clubs enter or draft in reverse order of the standings from the previous season. So players signed. Younger need to be added to the club's forty-man roster within five seasons, or they become eligible for this draft. Okay, um, players who signed at age nineteen or older need to be protected within four seasons. What does that so mean exactly? Pre- protected. Right. So it, it's kind of like giving a player tenure, for lack of a better term. Um, so, like with teachers on at, at universities, like they they stay on staff for so long and they become tenured. And it's impossible for them to lose a job unless they say something incredibly stupid, misogynistic, racist, or, you know, xenophobic, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and even then, it's still kind of iffy. But with players, the way that it works is that you've got your 40-man roster. So that, those are players that have major league contracts. They are on the 40-man roster, which we have in AAA, where they're up in the big show in the big leagues with the club playing on a daily basis. Okay. Those 40 men are drawing pay from the big club. Okay. So with players 18 and younger, they get signed. They have five seasons to get signed to that 40 man roster to become protected. Okay. Versus the 19 or older, they've got four seasons to have that happen. Now protection means that they're not eligible for this rule five draft. So when that rule, five drafts starts if you're not team if you get selected by another club you have to go over there there's no ifs ands or buts about it you have no choice have actually have uh, no 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 i got that now have uh, clubs actually just took somebody just so another uh, place hadn't got it because that's that sounds like that would actually happen a lot yeah that happens all the time the yankees go out and sign players that they have no intention of playing on their big league roster just so that way other teams in the division can't get them like the Red Sox. It happened all the time in the 80s and 90s. And then 
in two thousand, the Yankees went out and got all these big name players, and just so that where the Red Sox couldn't sign them, but the Red Sox went and played Moneyball and ended up beating them in two thousand four in the ALCS and went on to win the next four, you know, win four championships out of like the next, uh, you know, like twelve years. Mm. So, but not every club will make a selection. So those who do not pick a player, they've got to pay a hundred thousand dollars to the club from where that player was selected. So um, it's not like you can go out and just say, Hey, you can't do anything about it. Um, if, if like, say if the Red Sox pick somebody from the Rangers, okay. The Red Sox have to pay the Rangers a hundred thousand dollars for that player. So it's in essence, really kind of buying out, buying out their their contracts so that they have ownership. Yeah. So that that way they can assume ownership of that player or the rights to that player. Okay. Um, But going back to, you know, with the, so there, there's not going to be a rule five draft anymore, at least not this year. So um, it's, it's been canceled for this season. So whether or not they go back next year and they reinstitute the rule five draft, We'll see. That's something that really wasn't clear when they reported all the, the details about the TV. Um, there's a five-year agreement that uh, agreement that includes increased minimum salaries, uh, starting at seven hundred thousand dollars a year in 2022, um, increasing it to seven hundred eighty thousand dollars by the end of the CBA, which is a five-year term. Uh, let me see here. Uh, no changes to the amateur draft, which is basically like high school students. Um, there is a current plan for a 15-day IL or the injured list. They stopped calling it the disabled list because somebody that apparently woke up one morning and decided they were going to choose wokeness said that disabled list is an offensive term. So we're going to call it the injured list. Like whatever, get over yourself, give your balls a tug there, tip fucker. But um, it's act, this is actually a rule change that prior to the pandemic was planned for the 2020 season as a way to reduce roster churn or tr- turnover. Um, change was put on hold for the last two years. COVID. Um, there's still, there will, there will still be a separate COVID IL. So for guys who test positive or whatever, they'll go on they'll go on the list for ten to fifteen days until they test until they come back negative, and you know go from there. But um, it's uh, but the the, the current fifteen day plan is for pitchers and, and uh, is for pitchers only. But there's a ten day list for the position players. So all of the infielders and outfielders with the exception of the pitcher, they all get 10 days for which is 15 days. And the reason why pitchers get more is because pitchers only work every four to five days anyway. So you're really kind of just taking them out of their rotation for three starts. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because if a position is, if a position player has to miss 10 days, okay. That's 10 games. They're still equating that to, I mean, the, the, for whatever reason, they, I guess they're using new math. And the new math applies to pitchers. 10 days on for a position player is equal to three starts for a pitcher because a pitcher can get out there if he's having a good day. He could throw anywhere from 60 to 110 pitches, depending on how deep into that start that he can get mm-hmm. and how well he's throwing the ball. So that's a lot of wear and tear on the elbows uh they're throwing hands uh i mean because just just the physical mechanics of a, of a of throwing a pitch it's it's uh when i was coaching little league i described it as beautifully contained violence yeah that would that I would mean throwing that... a baseball is an unnatural motion yeah so i mean it's it's really it's a beautiful thing to watch but it is so hard on the body um so I mean there's there's that thing there, but um but yeah, as soon as they as soon as last uh, last Wednesday, whenever they said that baseball was coming back, that, that the both sides had agreed to all of the terms, 
the, the CBA was just pending ratification by both sides. They ratified it. And I mean, I immediately voted to accept it. And uh, it just, every, like, it, unlike when Alderaan exploded, you heard a, a million voices scream out, and then there was suddenly silence. It was just silence. And then all of a sudden, it was roar it was like probably standing behind a 747 at full throttle so <laughs> college baseball college baseball still going to be there uh it's still an exciting game to watch i'm going to try to catch as many college games as i can this year through between work and traveling and things of that nature but it for me <clears throat> just being able to keep up with that six month 162 game grind that's going to be great and then being able to watch this new playoff format kind of unfold it's really going to be exciting. I, I ideally, normally, and originally, I wasn't. I I didn't support the idea of expanding the playoff field because it just really kind of dilutes it. But by giving, they took the the, the incentive to win away from the two wild cards teams by playing that extra game. They gave that incentive and get the better records to the divisional winners to get that first round by. So I'm all for that. So especially if you get the number one and the number two seeds, they're going to go into these playoffs and their entire pitching staff is going to have a chance to rest. They're going to be able to practice. And guys that ended the season on the IL are going to be able to work their way back and make the playoffs and be healthy for it. So I, I think overall it has the potential to make a lot better i think it's going to be better for the game in the long run uh, but as long as they don't go too far down i mean because it, it we for the love of god we really don't need to turn major league baseball into basketball where everybody makes the playoffs and the playoffs last longer than regular and that just that to me just doesn't make any sense it doesn't help the game grow it actually hurts the game because it's called oversaturation yeah it's you know, the same thing what they do with soccer half the time yeah, I mean, you've got like 15 different professional leagues out there. And it just seems like you're soccer. And it's like always, oh, there's this friendly match. Or this is the World Cup qualifier. This is the UEFA championship. Or this is the FIFA. I like, I just, just stop. You know, I mean, really, I get it. People need that. They they need that, that regulated to pass, fill their day. But as far as baseball is concerned, to protect the integrity of the game, don't go any more than a 12-team field. If the, if, the, if the playoffs work and it makes the game better, it makes the postseason more exciting to watch, leave it alone. Because don't break it for the sake of saying, look what I did. Fix it, fi- fix it, feel it. Or feel it, Felix Fix It Jr., I think it is from yeah. Fix It Ralph, Wreck It Ralph. Leave him in the Pixar universe. Just quit trying to retool it. I mean, the wheel is fine. There's no need to break it down and trying to see if you can get the the edges even more round. Because at a certain point, once you obtain as close to perfection as you're going to humanly get, leave it the fuck. That's my take on it. Um, There's a lot of uh, teams. There was actually some. uh, some uh, trades made today. Uh, the Braves, uh, in an interesting move, went out and got Matt Olson from the Oakland A's. And he's a first baseman. Now, why that's interesting is because Freddie Freeman, who I said earlier at the beginning of the show, uh, is a free agent. So there's like this huge sweepstakes. The teams are just trying to get to him. They're trying to give him enough money to where he can take off the Braves uniform and go put theirs on and play for them. So it's going to be interesting to see. I, I don't know if the Braves are looking at using Matt Olson as a trade chip for something else. If they're going to try to te- you know, have him move over and become a different, you know, or play a different position, or are they going to look at trying to platoon a position with him and Matt? Uh, and don't know. Are they just out on Freddie Freeman? And nobody really knows because neither one of the sides are talking right now. So we'll see what happens there. Um, uh, let me see here. Um, the Rockies are aggressively trying to push Bryant 
for the Giants last year after leaving the, the Cubs. Um, and uh, the Yankees picked up Josh Donaldson from the Minnesota Twins today, um, which is interesting because he and Garrett Cole don't like each other. Like with the passion? Like they borderline hate each other. Yeah. Um, Josh Donaldson actually got tossed out of a game for chirping at Garrett Cole after taking, you know, hitting a home run off. That's funny. You know, I'm just like, ah, okay, we'll see what happens there. Um, But it's going to, it's going to be kind of cool to watch uh, all the moves being, you know, going on there. Um, I know the Red Sox got Jack Bradley Jr. back. Um, If that name rings a bell, if you remember when we had Zach Medford on the show with us a while back, and he was talking about when he went to a baseball camp, there was a guy from University of South Carolina by the name of Jackie Bradley Jr. There, mm-hmm. um, Jackie Bradley Jr. played for the World Series with us back in 2018. Um, he is a probably one of the most prolific center fielders, defensively speaking, that I've seen play the position across the majors for a long time. Um, he doesn't win a lot of gold gloves because he doesn't take those flashy dives. Um, and when he does... I mean, they're spectacular catches because the guy is just an efficient route runner. I mean, he, he runs down a ball with minimal correction on his routes. He, he picks an angle and he, he sticks to it. Uh, the guy's a great perception, uh, defensively speaking. He's got a very high baseball IQ. Oh, you know, his batting average could be a little bit higher, but, um, you know, the, the fact that one, I mean, he's, I wouldn't classify him as a legacy favorite, but he has been a fan favorite. Of, of Red Sox nation for so I'm a fan of the fact that they traded traded to get him back um, and they didn't really give up a lot they gave up a couple of like second tier minor league prospects um, so it's not like they drained the the farm system to get them back um, but as far as defensively speaking as can you know uh, defensive terms he's going to definitely bring back that that gold glove caliber defense to the outfield which is going to be really a great addition uh, considering the the quirkiness of the uh, center field for Fenway Park because 20 feet or straightaway dead center you've got that triangle out there that between the bullpen and the garage door that's out there mm-hmm. and Jackie Jackie Bradley Jr. just really had a knack for being able to kind of patrol that ground out there and and he's quick I mean the guy's got an amazing arm he can throw could throw people out. Um, there's videos that have been going around when he was still with the Red Sox. Um, he was standing behind home plate and took two two running steps and threw a baseball from behind home plate into the stands in the outfield. Dang. Yeah, I mean the dude's got an absolute cannon. So I, uh, you know, I'm I, like I said, I'm, I'm really happy that they brought him back. We're going to see what happens. I'm excited to see what happens with the season as far as Boston's concerned. Um, uh, Padres, they're, they're kind of, uh, they're kind of going into the season optimistic, but they're still kind of, kind of going like, what the hell? Cause they're, they're, they're stud for the year last year for uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. He's already, he's got a broken wrist. Oh. Um, yeah. And then uh, Pete Alonzo uh, Jr. He's a, uh, a stud slugger. He was a rookie last year. No, year before last. So this is this will be his third year. Um, he won the home run derby two years in a row last two years. Um, he was making the league minimum, so he wasn't even getting paid a million dollars a year. And he participated in the home run derby because if you win the home run derby, you take home a one million dollar check. So you know he was he was moon. He was he was exploiting uh, his his league minimum by participating and winning in the home run derby, but um, he had Does a really all the players game. get that million dollars or just uh just the winner just oh okay just so the if the winner wins it then it's 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 the home run derby is the winner take all purse okay so it's. I'm trying to figure that it's so it's not just the pitchers, the whole 
every player on that team that wins it gets that million dollars? Nope, just that player. Really? Yep. Damn. I mean, because it's the home run derby. You're you're out there to shine as an individual slugger. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so. okay, okay, okay. It's like the uh, slam dunk competition. Yeah, yeah, more. Um, but Pete Alonso Jr. He tweeted out uh, this morning that he had a horrific car accident. His car flipped three times, and uh, it was de- he, he definitely it scared him. Mm-hmm. But he said he'll be returned to the, for for baseball activities tomorrow. So I'm like, guy takes a tumble in his car three times, and he's talking about getting back out on the field. I don't know about him. I mean, this is, I mean, this dude's like a physical specimen. You boned a few months back, dude. I took like, I tried to come back to work that week and I was just like, yeah, no, can't do this. You know, (laughs) I I saw you struggle to try to do that. Yeah. And I'm just like, uh, no, no, I, I had to swallow my pride and just kind of say, you know what, I'm going to go back to the house and lay down. Um, but, um, as far as baseball news, that's pretty much about it. Uh, football, obviously. Obviously. The GOAT's back. The now, I've, goat I've actually, I actually, back. you know what was funny, though, is I actually talked to a couple of people that were football fans up at work saying, I was like, well, he's a GOAT. He's actually pretty good. And what the, the reason why he did not like Tom Brady was actually very intelligent. It wasn't. It was like, oh, I just hate him. He he gave. Uh, it was like he said the same thing. He's like, I like Michael Jordan as a player. I know he's pretty good, and he puts uh, seats in the stand and everything like that. But the reason why I don't like Tom Brady, the reason why I don't like Michael Jordan, is because the fact that when he gets foul or something happens to him and everything like that, they shrub it off. But when they see the same player in the same game, get get dealt the same deal they just ignore uh they they either ignore they not ignore it but like uh uh like if michael jordan got fouled in the game uh, uh fouled somebody in the game they would brush it off but when a, uh, another player did the same thing they would basically shove it off that was his uh example of it yeah well the fact that Tom Brady's coming back for season number 23, um, <laughs> I mean, the joke started, like, immediately. Yeah. Uh, Tom, the Bra- baseball Tom Brady. Lockout, the, yeah. the baseball lockout lasted longer than <laughs> Or uh, I saw one today. It was a, it was a meme. Um, it was a very classy photo of Tom Brady. He's black and white. He has a coat on with a turtleneck, right? And it looked like a perfume ad or a cologne ad. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Brady caption underneath it was a quote says fuck them kids <laughs> so, <laughs> they were like yeah Tom Brady's tired of playing with his kids every day every day that's funny and she can huh mm-hmm. What the fuck? Quit doing the fucking cute shit. I'm throwing up a little bit in my mouth every time I see that shit. Quit the cute. Hey, this show is mine. <laughs> I do what I damn want. Actually, Marie and Marie were talking about that because I was like, you know, because she was like, oh, they look, they, they seem like such a cute couple and everything. I was like, yeah, yeah. Until you actually see it live. Then you're throwing up a little bit in your freaking mouth a little bit because this cuteness is overpowering everything. What are you looking for? Uh, let's see here. And Johnny's off doing funny stuff. Huh? No, okay. <laughs> so funny stuff. Yeah. No, um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just, I, 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 I mean, I'm happy, buddy. He's coming back. retirement. 
Yeah, if you remember when he announced his retirement, I straight up said he'll be back. That I did not expect it to last very long. Yeah, dude, could you imagine if we uh, we bet that shit? How much money would we get right now? Right. Hey, can you imagine when he made that announcement? The guy that bought his last touchdown ball for five hundred thousand dollars. He's probably sitting there going. Should have kept fucking receipt. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know, uh, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, it's collectors like that that are like, man, fuck that guy. But you know, you I, I'm excited. <laughs> right, I'm excited. I think it's a great game. Um, <clears throat> I know that Tampa Bay is ecstatic about it because he's yeah, yeah, yeah. Said, that's 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 I'm all coming back with Tampa because he said two two words that just just better put the rest of the NFL on notice and piss everybody else off. Unfinished business. I mean, they lost in the divisional round. And Tom Brady is like, nah, nah, I really don't feel like going out like that. So, you know, uh, I think he's going to come back hungry this year. Look for this to probably be his last year, though. Well, it was technically supposed to be his last year this year anyways. Right. But if he can get ring number eight, look for him to retire on top. Yeah. Because I don't think I, – I, I honestly and truly do not think. I mean, the guy has been in 10 Super Bowls. He's won seven of those motherfuckers, okay? I don't think that anybody's going to be able to touch that record. It, it's just not going to happen. Not with the way the free agency works these days. Not with the, 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 the hunger and, the, and just the greed that the new generation of players have. Um, I just, I, I really don't see, I don't see that record ever getting touched. And if he ties it up with a, with an even number eight, he kind of will buck that trend. Um, cause you remember I had talked about, you know, the seven championships kind of, kind of seems to be that brick wall in the sky, you know, like everybody thought that it used to be impossible to break the sound barrier. Um, it seems like it's just incredibly or hard. Hor- what was the same thing with freaking cars? They wouldn't allow cars to go past 55 because they think uh, they thought the compression well, of that would no, like destroy it wasn't that at all. It, it, it was sure unadulterated gas mileage. That's all it was. Hmm. Because though they, for whatever reason, the engineers at the time thought that you optimized your gas mileage at 55 miles an hour and the fact that we were driving all steel vehicles, uh, that probably was probably best. But, um, you know, it. I think that if he can break that seven and tie on that eighth ring, I think he'll be good. Um, and, you know, I'm just, I'm excited for it. Uh, I honestly wasn't ready to frame my Tom Brady jerseys yet and, and put them on the wall. Uh, I'm going to get another season of use out of them. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's, there's that, but, um, and, uh, Oh, Oh, I know it's from a, I know, I know that it's from a game that got lost, but check this out. This, <clears throat> this is going to make the debut unofficially here, but, I'm going to wear it on next week's show, okay? Oh, you finally got it. Yeah, it finally came in. My Army jersey from the Army-Navy game. Wow, that's so and dude, cute. Bro, it, I, you know what? I know that Navy got, you know, got handed a win by the officiating crew because they refused to call, like, six fucking penalties on the Navy squad. Um, but, uh... I'm so glad you and Kenny didn't. You would have gotten so pissed off. He would have. He would have. He would have. He would have egged you on for a little bit. Yeah, uh, 
it might have turned a little violent. <laughs> but, you know, and, and that's just, I mean, I kind of feel bad for the Air Force Academy in a way because here the Army Navy have got this historic rivalry that gets absolutely fierce and can and has come to blows in the past. Then here comes the Air Force Academy. They opened up in the 50s when the Air Force was created, and they're like, hey, guys, you want to come to the party and play? And we're just kind of looking at you like, the fuck is this guy? You know? I mean, they get all the flashy uniforms, and you guys get to go play with fucking jets. You know? And why don't you just sit up there and smoke your weed in Colorado Springs and just shut the fuck up? You know? <laughs> but in all fairness... It is the Commander in Chief Trophy. Um, I know that Army didn't win it this year. Neither did Navy. Neither did Air Force. Whenever the Commander in Chief Trophy doesn't have a, a clear winner, it it is retained by the previous Service Academy who won it the prior year. So the Commander in Chief's Trophy is still sitting in the display case at West Point. So. Um, not that Air Force had a say in the game. Although they did beat Navy, we beat Air Force, and Navy beat us. So everybody got beat by somebody. Yeah. Just kind of putting that out there. Um, I don't know. Um, went to the went to the Houston Rodeo this week, or last week, rather. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking saw Journey, dude. Oh, damn, that was a good show. Um, I don't know if you saw the video that I posted where their their guitarist, lead guitarist, was playing the Star Spangled Banner to open the yeah. show. Bro, that was badass. And you want to talk about? I've always believed that it should be federal law that anytime a Journey song comes on the radio, that traffic must stop and you get out of your car and everyone has to sing along. It just has to, right? <laughs> I mean, they just opened up with that 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 piano solo, dun, 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 you know, and everybody's like, "Oh!" I mean, the place went absolutely ballistic. We all were all singing, "Just a slow down, girl, dude." The whole seventy-two thousand people were packed into that stadium <gasps> to watch this concert. Seventy-two thousand people. The show sold out. Damn. 72,000 tickets were sold and 72,000 tickets were scanned for the Journey concert last Thursday. So people's heard about this band. Fucking great, <laughs> right? Um, I mean, at, at one point, you could really kind of tell it was like, I'm sitting there going, I don't want to be one of those people. I don't want to be part of that generation. Dude, I'm part of the generation that when we go to a fucking concert, if we're waving anything that lights up, it's a lighter, right? No, they're like, hey, put, turn your cell phone flashlight, you know, lights on, and let's light up this entire uh, arena. So they turned all the lights off in the arena, and 72,000 people turned their cell phone flashlights on, and it lit up the entire inside of that stadium. Dude. Dude, that was cool. I mean, I'm just like, whoa. <laughs> you know, that. It was a great show. Um, I didn't. My voice wasn't hoarse like it was at the end of the uh, the Armed Forces Bowl, mm -hmm. but dude, it was. We had such a good time. Um, this Wednesday, we're going to take the kids uh, to the to the Houston Rodeo um, just kind of during the daytime. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, it's going to be toward the evening anyway. So, but we're going to take them to like do the shops because they've got like this huge petting zoo where you can go in and you can see the livestock and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's a really cool experience, man. And I cannot wait for you to get down here. So that way you can experience it next year. Cause dude, that is just, it, that's something to behold, bro. It really, really is. Yeah. Um, but we got because journey journey was one of those, those last minute kind of like late additions to the lineup. Oh really? And it just like their, their tickets sold out like that. Oh wow. I mean, and our seats were amazing. Uh, amazing um now they have this thing it's called like value wednesdays where it's like five dollars to get in and 
you know, that includes the rodeo, that includes the the, the concert afterward, right? Mm-hmm. <sighs> no, those are the nosebleed seats, right? This is NRG Stadium, where the Texans play, right? This is the same building that Tom Brady won a couple of his Super Bowls in. Mm-hmm. Right, so that fact wasn't lost on me the entire time I'm sitting there, and uh, I'm like, all right, you know, but. As a matter of fact, I, I believe, I believe that this NRG Stadium, which used to be called Reliance Stadium, was the same venue when Tom Brady and the Patriots came back after trailing twenty-eight to three to the Atlanta Falcons. Damn. Yeah. So I'm sitting in. Oh, was it? Was it the the game that everybody fucking hated? Oh, everybody's like, this game's fucking rigged, you know? And I'm just like, look, Tom Brady right there just shut everybody up and just said, you know what? I'm running this. We're taking this game. And once that second half kicked off, bro, just going crazy, you know? And I'm like, the guy cemented his case for the title of GOAT at, at, during that game um but anyway all that aside um i'll be back in the town this coming sunday and uh we should be able to hopefully uh shoot if you're down for it shoot a uh shoot an episode in the studio okay starting next week Um, well it's gonna be you and your dad that's right. So I do need to. I, I need to prepare my dad for that. Then. Yeah. Um. So we, we'll hopefully you don't do what I did. Start bashing siblings? No, that. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Um, we we couldn't we'll, help we'll, ourselves because she didn't. No, I'm not even going to get into it. Yeah. But anyways, well, la- later on in the week, uh, um, we'll we'll text back and forth just to kind of get yeah an idea as to what the what the synopsis is going to be. So that way I can kind of let him know, hey, look, I really need you to get in the mindset, you know. So um, I'll, I guess I'll bring, I can bring my sound card, I guess. No, 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 you don't even have to worry about that. I'll just bring him, we got everything. I'm not even going to be in there. So I don't have to, I'll, I'll, I'll be there to set everything up. You just won't be on camera. I just won't be on camera. If anything, I'll just be researching shit. And anyways, now we can okay. actually talk about we'll only do this for five minutes. We'll talk about what I've been t- wanting to talk about for the longest time. The nerd portion, the fucking Batman. I've actually been the getting Batman. The, like, the Batman. What's really sad is I have like uh lots of people saying bad things about it, like, oh, it was too dark. I was like, it was supposed to be fucking dark it's at night what do you expect in a dark character what do you expect like a fucking spotlight to be on the entire time oh he's not what the hell but it was it was so much in realism that you actually believe if you actually took away the aspects of it being a superhero movie it still worked that's yeah and i mean i love i love the fact that like the batmobile you know we we did the research on it it's based off of a 1970 plymouth barracuda yeah you saw the engine being torn apart during the movie you saw the car under a tarp in his back cave um he had the stitching on his cowl so that means that he's building a lot of his stuff on his own yeah um and we had talked a little bit um you know before we started filming off camera that really superman's power his superpower is his intellect and his ability to uh i mean his detective powers i mean his detective you mean, you mean batman powers. right yeah you said superman oh i meant batman <laughs> anyways see that's my flub for the episode um so but yeah I, you know I, I went into it with an open mind thinking okay it's robert pattison and he did a wonderful job he did a great batman um 
And I think the reason why he was lacking on the Bruce Wayne front, because honestly, when we saw him as Bruce Wayne, he looked like a really depressed fucking emo kid, right? Yeah. So, but if you remember when he's talking to the Riddler at Arkham, the Riddler looked at him and said, I think this is the real you. Everybody wants to unmask you to find out who's under the mask. But as you're standing here, I see the real you, you know? So I think that that was kind of a cool take on it. Um, I love the fact that the Joker is now going to be a part of this universe. Well, it's always going to happen like that. I mean, oh, it is going to happen, but I'm like, ooh, you know. um, I'm glad they hit him away and everything so they could actually get somebody. Somebody said that the Penguin was played by Will Ferrell. No, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Guy that played Bullseye. Yes. Yeah, that was him. I was like, that's believable because I was like, Will Farrell? What? No, that's no, 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 because Will Farrell, I'm sorry. I don't, I like him. I don't see him in that good of an actor to do something like that. I mean, even when he did his like serious drama in uh, Stranger Than Fiction, yeah, it still had a comedic or everything or everything must go. That yeah, was supposed to be a and I'm just like, and it just, I just, I don't see him doing that. That's not that's not in his range. But uh, yeah, Colin Farrell, yeah, okay, because now I'm thinking back, I can see that. But there was a lot of like nods to a lot of like classic batman stuff and yeah because it was it was a mix between batman year one and uh long halloween yeah but i i will go ahead and i will give this i'll give this an a i mean absolutely um probably about a four and a half out of five if i'm gonna rate it on a star on a star scale um this is every actor that has with the exception of George Clooney, fuck you, George Clooney, um, Mr. Bat Nipples, asshole. Anyway, that was in his fault. Um, that was the director's fault. I, I, yeah, Joel Schumacher, everybody would go, oh, I want bat nipples. No. George Clooney could have said no. Sorry. Yeah. And then but all that aside. It's like that meme, like, you did a great job. You know, thanks for the memories, not you. And it's got his picture right in the middle. Um, I want to say, yeah, I'm, I I really like the job that he did with it. Uh, I mean, Robert Pattinson, he can act. I mean, Twilight aside, he can actually act. And, you know, it, 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 it just... The, fact that he wasn't so over the top jacked you know i mean like yeah he, well, he did that for a reason he didn't want to do that amount. no he didn't but and i'm glad that they didn't because it made bruce wayne more realistic and more relatable um you know i love the fact that he didn't have vicente fox backing the entire r&d you know division of wayne enterprises Bruce Wayne is doing the work himself, and I loved it. It it was such a great movie, and I'm glad that it took almost three hours to tell that story. Yeah. Because, and that's the thing we see a lot with these superhero movies. They try to cram it in in an hour and a half or an hour and 47 minutes. This took almost a full three hours to tell this story, and it was was beautifully done, and I, I... I would really, I would pay to go watch this again um, in the theater. This is definitely going to be one of those um, digital 4K purchases as soon as it becomes available. It's going to be, it's going to be on uh, uh, HBO Max in about 45, uh, from 45 days from the actual release. So what was it, next, last week or a week after that? Yeah, I know, but I, some movies you just want to own a part of and buying them either digitally or through the hard copy. That's just, that's our way, the common man, everyday, everyday guy's way of being able to do that. So 
Well, here, um, here's the thing on it, though. It was uh, it was actually so far, what was it, two weeks? Mm-hmm. It's already hit hit uh, half a billion. Yeah, so it's a $500 million. Is that domestic or worldwide? Probably worldwide. No, not worldwide. That's domestic? No, no, oh. it, it can't be worldwide. Aside from Russia, Russia yeah. you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like that's China, worldwide. The Japan, box office is always like the box office is always uh, worldwide. Yeah, well, I mean, there's, it would specifically say domestic, you know, domestic take. But um, I mean, either way, man. I mean, I know that it's got its critics, and there's a lot of people. And I, I personally know somebody that was like, "Yeah, don't waste your time." Of course, this person didn't even bother to go watch in the theater. They pirated it off their fire stick. So I I really don't care. Um, everybody's got their opinion. Most of them are wrong. They're entitled to it. Uh, you and I served for that specific reason, to give the people their ability to have an opinion. But um, thank us for our service later. Uh, but all that aside, yeah, definitely, man. I, I would give the Batman... An, an a grade absolutely 100%. well they're talking about it just being a standalone uh trilogy and uh patterson and reeves expressed interest in introducing robin and featuring the quarter of owls calendar man mr freeze or hush as the villains in the sequel that's fine um because with dc with the dc universe the cinematic universe the decu i think it is mm-hmm. um it's all multiversal anyway. Yeah. Uh, so um, I'm, I'm looking forward to Black Adam, which is weird that I lo- I'm looking forward to DC is- movies, but the new Flash movie, the the Aquaman sequel, um, Black Adam itself. I, I mean, DC is going to have some pretty good titles coming out this year. So we'll see what happens with it. Uh, I'm not, I'm going to reserve my judgment on them. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I know that on May 6th, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is coming out. So yeah. that is definitely going to be opening weekend type material. So, But anyway, well, here man, come, I'm going to get off here. Well, here comes the up. Uh, Black Adam's going to be in July. Flash is going to be in November. Aquaman is going to yeah. be in December. Uh, Batgirl's still to be announced. And uh, Suzanne's supposed to be June 2nd, 2023. And Blue Beetle. Is going to be August 18th, 2023. Yeah. I would love to see Patrick Ward Burton do a cinematic uh, rendering of the tick. But anyways, thank you all for watching. You didn't, hear, you, you, didn't, you didn't hear me what I just said, did you? No, I blanked out a little bit. I said I would love to see Patrick Ward Burton reprise his role as the tick on the big screen. That would be funny as hell. Dude, that would be great. Um, oh, have you watched The Boys Diabolical on uh, Amazon? <laughs> that first episode had me rolling, dude. Um, that was a really fun series to watch. Yeah, and Aquafina's powers. Yeah, yeah. But, dude, just that was so much fun to watch. I'm like, man. Yeah. I think I think I think comedy's coming back. I I think I think comedy's finally coming back. Did you see the trailer for season three of The Boys? Oh, I think Butcher took some compound V, bro. Mm -hmm. Where at least it was given, or it might have been like. I think he stole it last season. I think so. Yeah, I yeah, I think you're right. But anyway, um, we're going to kind of call this a night. Uh, Sorry for the week off, everybody. Uh, I just needed some time. Um, Plus, I'm down here in Houston right now anyway. Um, But I'll be returning to Falls Town reluctantly uh, starting Sunday. So we'll be in the studio off and on uh, potentially over the next couple of months. Um, But yeah. but until then, I'm Johnny Skelton. I'm David Dickerman. And thank you thanks for watching. Thanks, you guys, for watching. Yeah, thanks for watching. Uh, thanks for watching Nerd Sports. Thank you. I, I think this is what, episode 49? 
48. Oh, this is 48. Okay, so two more episodes to the 50th. Um, I, I still have no clue what the hell I'm going to do for 50th. We'll, we'll uh, talk about we'll it. We'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it. But um, thank you, everybody, for your support. Um, if you haven't heard the new copy that I've read, get on Rumble, get on all of our social media platforms. Yeah, I'm going to put it in between us. us. Drop us some likes and reviews. Yeah, so drop some likes and reviews. Definitely, definitely, definitely get the word out about us, um, especially when we both potentially relocate to the Houston area. Hopefully. Uh, hopefully. Um, just, I mean, look for good things coming up to, in, in the future for Angry Me. Uh, we're definitely going to try to expand our catalog. We're going to introduce uh, some of our... Uh, Fuckeries. Well, some well, yeah, some some fuckery through the uh, through the uh, through the. Uh, I'm drawing a blank here. We're going to produce our own content on things like TikTok. Uh, we're we're going to definitely become a little bit more interactive. Uh, we may be even be able to do some like on location shoots at places like the fucking beach, or you know places like that. Uh, go catch some minor league baseball games. I mean, hell, there's a rugby team, a professional rugby team here in Houston. Yeah. So, um, anyway, so uh, definitely uh, be on the lookout for that. And uh, again, thank thank you everybody for just tuning in and just kind of bearing with us and letting us rape your ear holes for the last hour and ten minutes. So, and until then, y'all have a good a uh, good week. And uh, I'd say don't do anything I wouldn't do, but that definitely doesn't leave a lot to the imagination. So no. I will say this: if you're going to do it. Be good or be good at it. And don't videotape it.